everybody, and welcome to another episode of Survival Beyond the Bug Out Bag. It's Monday, October 10th, and I appreciate you stopping in. We've got a lot to talk about. I'm Bill Bateman, your host and part of the team here at Refuse to Be a Victim personal protection training. We're located in Southern Oregon in the Medford White City area. We hope you'll get an opportunity to come see us in person sometime in the near future. Well, let's talk about things that are of interest. First of all, Prop 114, yep, it hasn't gone away. Nobody has uh, sobered up and realized that's not really a good idea. So we're going to have to continue to make it evident that no, that's not something we're interested in getting involved with, not something that is a good plan, uh, that type of thing. It's most of the work is happening up north in uh, Oregon Light. They haven't really been able to sell it down here because we think. And uh, the idea of making it so you cannot protect yourself just is not that palatable here as it would be up in uh, the northern end of the state. If you have friends, if you have family, and again, I'm going to stress it every week, in a good, positive, you-be-the-adult-in-the-room method, uh, keep talking on this. Little hints, little little bits of information. Reach out. Uh, I have that uh, t-shirt that I had on in my uh, newsletter. If you're not getting the newsletter, by the way, feel free. We'll put the address up front. But in the newsletter, I was in the weight room and I was wearing my 114, no one 114 shirt. And it was very interesting. I felt good doing it and uh, got some interesting looks from the folks here in the complex and I haven't been evicted yet. So, hey, there's that. Well, let's talk about what's going on. We're going to, this week, we're going to talk about some new classes. Our, of course, the CHO class is going to be happening again in November, second Saturday of the month. And we're also doing a new class. We've been kind of offering it, but it's now officially on the website. On Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, you have the option to schedule for the new shooter program. If you're looking to buy a gun or you have just purchased a firearm and you're kind of going, now what? Uh, this is the perfect class for you. It's designed for brand new shooters. You do have to schedule it. You can't just drop in because there's lots going on. We're not just going to sit around the office and wait for somebody. So if you're interested, there's a click on thing on the website and you can schedule the CHL. This will be a good time of the year to get this done because uh, it's going to start getting rainy, going to start getting cooler, and you're going to be indoors and you're going to be warm and you're going to have that filtered air. All good things to have in the fall. So if you're interested, check out the website. A lot of good things happening in the programs. Let's talk about Florida. I want to talk about food and warmth and things, but the few in the next couple of weeks. But first, let's look at Florida. I heard a quote. Uh, the Florida hurricane victims without water, without electricity. A lot of people are low on food, low on shelter because their house is inverted three blocks down the street. It, it's horrifying. It was a terrible storm, and I don't wish that on anybody. Uh, somebody made the remark, nobody told the snowbirds about the hurricanes, blaming a lot of the damage and problems on people who just moved in. And there was a lot of criticism. They said, there's a guy standing there, he's looking at a pile of rubble, and he said, nobody told us about, about the hurricane coming. 
and there's a guy sitting there next to him shaking his head going, it's been on the radio for the last four days. There's a certain mentality people get. I can't explain it. It's they, they feel they have to be a victim, or they're not willing to listen to the news, or they're not willing to take in information, and that's going to get people hurt. And I feel badly for those folks it's happening to. When you hear news, like I noticed in our area, when we're hearing it's getting dry, it's getting humid, we got some winds and there's some fires in the neighboring area, folks here, they, <laughs> they listen the heck up. They listen up real nice because we've been through it. We know what it happens. And that's what's so weird about Florida because they get like, what, four hurricanes a year? It's not a surprise. It's not the first time it happened. So I don't understand it. I'm hoping it's a mindset that you and I as family, I look at the shooters, I look at our friends and family here within the uh, Refuse to be a Victim family as that because we have common experiences, we have common languages, we have common ideas and beliefs. Not all of them, but a goodly number of them. So I'm hoping we in the family are prepared and constantly stand on the alert. One thing I want to talk about, I'm teaching a class at SOU, and it's about the very same thing we do, survival beyond the bug out bag. It's very in-depth, and I began the class with a question that got me started in this. Phil asked me, we were sitting in his office one day, and he says, what would you do if an emergency happened right now? And he grabbed the table and he shook it. Well, okay, you got 30 seconds to get out. What do you grab? What do you have ready? Now, we've talked about this for the last five years. This is not new information. But what is in your everyday carry? Now, everyday carry, or EDC, means different things to different people. Shooters have their everyday carry firearm, the gun they carry with them, perhaps backup ammunition, perhaps a folding knife. Uh, there's all the different things shooters carry. To a firefighter, it's going to be different. To a paramedic or a nurse, my wife is a nurse, when she has her everyday things she carries, it's going to be a whole lot different. But these are items we all have in our hands, person, immediate control, like a woman would have it in her purse, a man might have it in a briefcase or a shoulder bag. So what do you have that, in addition to things your job's going to require, what do you have that, if an emergency happens right now, if you've got to get up, bolt out the door, and go, stop and think. Are you prepared? I'm going to list some of the things I have. In addition to my wallet and keys, I have a flashlight, a little small one. They're great now. You can get a little tiny flashlight, smaller than a magic marker, that's going to put out 600 watts of power. It's amazing. I have a thermal blanket. I have my CPR mouth shield. I have a pocket knife or a folder, as we know them here in Southern Oregon. In addition, in my car or the briefcase and bag I carry, I have a Silox key. You have to think about that one, but that's how you turn on a water faucet without a handle. I have a Leatherman tool, which was a gift. I have glucose tablets because I'm diabetic and you don't want that going on. I have aspirin, Benadryl, Pepto-Bismol, and sunscreen, and a hat. Now let's add to what I got in my trunk. I've got water, dehydrated food packs and utensils, my first aid trauma kit, 
blankets and these are thrift store army navy marine wool blankets these can go on the ground you can uh, dress a deer and drag it through the woods if you need to i have no investment in these blankets i have a set of gloves for warming my hands and a set of gloves for working they got the reinforced knuckles they're thick leather i have backup shoes backup socks i have cat litter and a shovel and I'm thinking, hey, it's going to start snowing here eventually. I have tire chains. I have an air pump. that'll pump not up. You plug it into your car. And it'll not only pump up your tires, but you could pump up an inner tube if you wanted to go uh, up and down the river. So the idea is, if something happened right now, what do you have on you or in your immediate control that you can grab and take? And this leads us, and we talked about bit about it and I got a question so I want to come back to it. The idea that uh, bug out bags have changed. A bug out bag used to be this huge 40 liter backpack that you'd slap around and it had everything you owned in it. It was like running away from home and it was the 72 hours that you're going to survive uh, before you got to a motel or Aunt Margaret's or a FEMA shelter or wherever you're going to go. That time, as we've talked about in the past, has gone up to a minimum of two weeks, realistically a month. The idea of a single bug out bag has never really existed because we had the bug out bag that you have by the front door. You have the car bag, the supplies in the car. You have your work bag or get home bag. The idea is that if you're at work, you can either hunker down where you work or you can get home by walking or taking a bicycle or if there's transportation available, that's a possibility. So let's realize that all of these bug out bags, and I'm making the little air quotes, have actually now become modular systems. I'll call them pods for lack of a better word. Uh, a lot of the people in the class I'm taking, they don't have bug out bags. They have a bug out plastic bin like you get at Home Depot with a lot of stuff in it at the house. And then they do have a backpack in the car. The idea, this is a modular system. So if you bolt out the front door, grab the go bag you've got by the front door, get to the car and add it to the bag you have there, and perhaps then go to your office. Now you have three pods or three bags of supplies, each which build upon the other. They're not identical, but they're building upon the other. So now when you get to where you're going, you could have three to four amounts of extra material, food, water, medicine, blankets, things like that, that you normally wouldn't have. So I wanted to bring that up. I will post uh, in, the, in the coming weeks. I don't want to beat bug out bags to death, but uh, there are new terms and new definitions, and they're kind of a, kind of a nice way to go. Okay, if you have any questions or any thoughts on that, stop and think about it. It kind of, as we were discussing it as a group, it kind of caught me by surprise in that a bug out bag is no longer a specific generic item. It is going to be different for me than it's going to be different for you. Because I'm an older man, you could be a younger woman. You're going to want to carry different things if you've got children. Going to be different.
So keep these ideas in mind. What you have should build on the next spot you're going. Front door of the house, we've got certain items. When we get to the car, we've got items which will support what we're bringing. Things from the house go with the things in the car. And then if you go to work and put it with your work bag, that's again extra supplies. One other thought, uh, your work may be a lot different than mine. It's when you get in a situation like I work in, in a building. I have an office, I have storage, I have supplies. We even have an area like a break room that we can store things. We are encouraged to put a little supply in case we got snowed in or the weather got bad or the road closed or whatever. You'd have food for a day or so. So this goes back a couple of years. You may not be in that line of work. You may be a uh, UPS driver, you could be a plumber, you could be an exterminator, you could work in a facility that there is no opportunity for you to store a lot of stuff. Find out about this. Your work bag can be a lot different than mine only because your work happened to have a kitchen there. And uh, there's going to be a lot of food and a lot of things there in an emergency situation. So let's look at your everyday carry, things you have with you. If you got to have your pockets full of stuff, probably should be good stuff. And as the weather changes and we start thinking about heating and cooling, and we talk about food and we talk a lot about dehydrated products, but that's not going to last. I mean, you can't eat the same. I love pizza. I can't have pizza every day. Can't do it. I get too many carbs, uh, the sauce makes me, gives me heartburn. You gotta have something behind in the cupboard, behind those dehydrated meals, because I look at those kind of as a last ditch, or you have to get and you have to go. They, they travel well, they reconstitute nicely, but that's not really the same thing as a big slice of beef. There's a site, and I'm gonna put the link on the login. The Happy Prepper is the name of it. I like this site. I've been there many times before. And in addition to all kinds of good uh, advice, they have 37 foods to hoard before a crisis. Now, hoard goes in little air quotes. You don't want 500 cases of anything. It's going to go bad. You can't carry it. And what are you going to do with all that stuff anyway? Like the guy who bought up an entire Costco's worth of toilet paper when COVID hit? in Australia. This actually happened. He bought all this toilet paper, like hundreds and thousands of rolls, and then decided to bring it back when he couldn't resell it for a very high price. That did not work out as planned. So what are some of the ultimate foods that you can buy in your grocery store? Well, one is distilled water or seltzer water. Canned liquids. That can be fruit that has liquids with it. Uh, dehydrated powder for milk, whey, and eggs. Now, dehydrated milk is uh, that's at the very but that's that is actually lower than Brussels sprouts or broccoli on my to-do list. But in an emergency, it could work. Hard cheese encased in wax or plastic. Your traditional protein bars and protein drinks, canned or dehydrated meat poultry and seafood. The key word there is protein, protein, and protein. Drink mixes, that's supposing that you have some water, 
Oil is very important for cooking. Uh, olive oil is especially good and it has a bonus. Yes, olive oil will go bad, but you can use it as lighting oil once it goes rancid, so you don't have to throw it away. Flour, bread, pancake mix, think Bisquick. And the list goes on and on. I'm not going to read the entire thing to you because you're, uh, you're busy. I'm going to mention there are some really good things, and I'm also going to mention to you, I went to some of these sites. There's these little canned hams. They're not the five, eight-pound canned hams you get. These are small. They're about the size of a uh, mini football you might play with. Guess what? They're out of stock. A lot of this stuff is selling like hotcakes. Uh, it can be home delivered. You can buy it, but don't think you're going to order it and have it in two weeks. Most of the stuff has at least a 60-day delay. Pretend it's ammunition. It's a similar experience. And on the very same topic, salt and pepper. I see all these people are going to run out in the woods and kill a rabbit. Okay, well, good for you. What are you going to put on it? What about spices for preppers? You get those little salt and pepper packets like you get at uh, the drive-thru. Need a tiny bit of salt, a little tiny, tiny bit of pepper. There are a list of 16 important spices that a prepper might want to have. Bay leaves are right at the top. That's great in super stew. Black pepper. Peppercorns last indefinitely. Ground pepper will go bad. So don't get yourself a giant can of this stuff because it'll it'll turn. It goes bad. Peppercorns are going to last forever. And these things were so popular. Egyptians, they were worth their weight in gold. It was actually used as part of the mummification process. Chili powder, cinnamon, and red cayenne pepper. Those are the top five, and I'm going to give you the link so you can check out the rest of those things. It's, uh, it's worthwhile. Next week, we're going to talk about staying warm, because when the uh, power goes out, there are not a lot of options. The big thing about staying warm is staying alive. Don't use charcoal if you're using propane, if you're using kerosene. Vent, vent, vent. I'm seeing these things where you can take a flower pot and some candles. Yeah, uh, and that's kind of where I'm going to check out that. And I'm going to get some information on the uh, world's fastest hobo stove. So that's coming up next week on the podcast. Remember, be the adult, be a positive force for no on 114. Remember, we got some exciting new classes. We have new shooter classes. We have the CHL class coming up on the 12th of November, and we're going to have them in December, too. Gift certificates are available. A nice Christmas gift. Give the gift of home security. And we are offering private lessons. Private lessons are available with advanced notice. And yes, they do cost a little more, but it is one-on-one personal training. So with that said, I'm going to say thank you very much for tuning in again. I look forward to seeing you next week on the program or anytime out at the range. Be safe. Take care.